Welcome to Business Plugs Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date. My name is Carlos McQuarrie. I'm the CEO of Business Plugs, and I'm here with our CEO, Jordan Smith. As a reminder, everything we say here is for entertainment purposes only. We give our perspective and how we view these topics, of course, but we are not financial advisors, and therefore nothing here should be taken as financial advice. So let's get plugged in. So the first thing on my list here is Tara's co-founder. Apparently, he is not on the run, but Interpol issues a red notice for the infamous Terra co-founder, Do Kwan, as he claims he's not on the run and living as normal or his life as normal. Um, I think he even says in this article that he's in Singapore, just chilling, just doing his normal day-to-day -day life. But um, I guess due to some regulations and laws, they aren't able to just come and arrest him uh, straight up. I'm not exactly sure what South Korea wants to, to do to him exactly. Um, he is a founder, obviously, of the project, but I don't think he, uh, I mean, based on my knowledge, I don't think he uh, directly wanted to, uh, I guess, scam users. Maybe he did some sort of transactions that were un unheard of. Maybe you know a little bit more details about this, Jordan, or have any comments about uh, Do Kwan and uh, his current situation. Um. This is one of this is one of the top one of the sad topics I would say for cryptocurrency the industry in the last three years. But um, what got what happened with Luna and a lot of people lost a lot of money. So he, in my opinion, he is on the run. It's just that they haven't decided to go get him yet. But he's definitely on his run on the run. A lot of his assets have already been frozen. Um, you mentioned he was in Singapore. Um, a lot of big people just have a lot of more important things to do. Uh, it, I think eventually he is going to be arrested. I don't know what government agency is going to decide to arrest him. But, you know, this is based on addresses that he solely had control over. He moved a lot of money around that 100% wasn't all his. And we all know what happened with Luna, so... For right now, that's all I'm going to comment about it. Yeah, it's good that you uh, mentioned that because um, I am not 100% familiar of what uh, what kind of money he's been moving around. I have heard that being mentioned. haven't gotten a chance to look deeper into that. Um, but I'm, my assumption is this is something that they're actually concerned about, and which is what, what, what would uh, effectively lead to his arrest. So, I mean, we've talked about Luna uh, on this channel already. Um, now Luna, the old Luna is now called Luna Classic. Um, and basically, uh, what happened with Luna is Luna was a coin, uh, algorithmic coin, and the algorithmic stable coin based on Luna was uh, USDT. But I believe there were also other um, coins it's like, uh, I don't know the names of the other coins, to be honest, but are, that are pegged to other currencies like the euro and the yen. And basically, these coins were... Uh, they would go up in value or decrease in value based on uh, a supply. And the way that it would work is essentially they would take base, they would basically uh, uh, fluctuate based on the uh, value of the Luna uh, coin itself. Obviously, when the market's going down and when both coins are going down, and there's obviously more behind that, um, it didn't really work in the end. So now a lot of regulators are uh, essentially concerned about stable coins especially algorithmic stablecoins, which is why we may be seeing a lot of regulation on stablecoins in the upcoming months. Now, this stablecoin is obviously very different than the stablecoins like Circle and uh, Tether, 
because they are not backed uh, by anything. Actually, it's just backed by code. Whereas Tether and USDC, for example, these are coins that are backed by um, backed by commodities, which uh, you can also go into longer details. They're supposed to be backed one by one for a US dollar, for example, in the case of USDT or USDC. But um, we now know that a lot of that is actually backed by government debt in the form of treasuries. Um, so that is uh, that is the kind of the short, uh, short version of the story behind Doquan. Um, he was obviously the founder of that project, and uh, maybe he did some fishy stuff behind uh, behind the scenes. Um, anything else you want to comment on that, Jordan? I know you said you may, that might be it for you. That's that's it. Okay, so my next one is uh, Circle. Um, Circle expands to five smart contract cryptocurrencies. So now um, we already know that Circle's on the Ethereum network, and I think uh, one of the biggest ones is on Solana's uh, chain, um, and I'm sure they're on BSC smart chain as well. Um, but now we see that um, even said in this article here, um, across five additional networks, including Polkadot, Optimism, Near, Arbitrum, and uh, Cosmos. Um, so uh, it's really interesting to see how they're expanding. Um, I know that they recently uh, released their, I don't know the exact ticker, but it's the uh, equivalent of the USDC stablecoin of the dollar. They recently um, announced one for the euro. Um and uh, the near and it's interesting that they're adding it to near protocol because the near protocol is supposed to be a competitor of uh, Solana actually. Um, and Solana we've talked about several times on this channel. Um, it's had several outages. It actually had an outage somewhat recently again. Um, but it's had a lot of uh, financial or a lot of backing from several or many I should say institutions. So near protocol is very similar to Solana, but. Uh, it hasn't had any outages. So this is bullish for the U.S. dollar, I would say. Um, it's providing more ways to uh, to transact uh, cryptocurrencies uh, using more blockchains that other people may or may not be familiar with. Yeah, this is uh, this is good for this is good for America. That's why that's why one one of the best things about our industry is it moves very fast once once people realize new technology can help them in their industry different companies are created and circle is just another example you know if you want to talk about the internet or wi-fi or um, remote video you know look you said uh fiverr or um what's the other one upwork you know this that's just another example so it's very exciting I haven't really um, done my full diligence on Circle, but I'm very excited to see what they're doing because I, I can see that every business needs every business in America should be neat. They don't realize it yet, but they need something like Circle. It's just easy. It's just so much easier. So moving on to another cryptocurrency project, because I know Circle is very interesting, but there are a lot of developments in the stablecoin industry. Um, and we will definitely be speaking about that in the upcoming weeks, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, within the next weeks, Congress will definitely continue to talk about it and talk about what kind of regulations they want to impose. But another one that you and me, uh, that you and me rarely talk about, Jordan, is actually Chainlink. Um, for those of you who don't know what Chainlink is, it's supposed to be a project that uses oracles. And basically, these oracles are supposed to bring uh, cryptocurrency and the blockchain to real world use cases. Uh, the complexity behind that, I'm not going to get into today. 
Um, in fact, I would probably have to do some more research myself just to uh, do a refresher because we haven't talked about it in so long. Um, but the latest news here is that uh, Chainlink actually uh, partners with Swift, um, which Swift is the world's largest uh, bank banking messaging layer. Yeah, banking messaging layer. Um, so uh, to tell you a little bit about Swift, Swift is a messaging system used by used by over eleven thousand banks around the world. It is basically the backbone of the existing financial system. And this partnership should develop a proof of concept protocol that will make it possible to send messages between cryptocurrency blockchains and the existing financial system. So in other words, it'll make it possible for cryptocurrency to in interact with the existing financial system. Does this mean that uh, Link will rise? So Link is the native currency of uh, Chainlink. Uh, I don't think it will necessarily make Link rise. Um, Link, Link is used to pay Chainlink Oracle providers for their services. Um, and these or oracles are gonna turn around and sell their link for fiat. So, um, will it will it make the link price rise? Price rise? Uh, I'm not very sure, but it's very interesting that uh, these the fiat system is starting to accept cryptocurrency uh, slowly but surely. So I think uh, it's interesting, Jordan, because we're starting to see uh more and more uh the current financial system is starting to be accepting of uh of cryptocurrency in various projects, not just Bitcoin or Ethereum. Exactly, exactly. It's a whole new world. It's not just Bitcoin and you missed the boat. So much more than just gold and silver. You're right. Correct. So, I mean, um, so for another thing I do want to talk on is um, our financial system at the moment. Another big uh, event that happened is, well, not the, our financial system, the apologies, the economy. Because another thing that has happened recently is we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of currencies uh, fall to the U.S. dollar. Um, if you look at the dollar index, I don't have it up here right now, but um, I'll put a link in to all of these articles and to the USD index uh, in, in the description after this uh, is over. Um, but basically, uh, a lot of these currencies are falling to the U.S. dollar. Um, and me, as a person who is not an economist, which probably honestly doesn't matter because a lot of economists are wrong, but they still get paid <laughs> quite a bit. Um, uh, I, I did take some notes on it and want to kind of bring you up to speed on what happened, um, uh, why and why it fell. So the, the British pound falls to the dollar and this article is a pretty good read, um, but to pretty much make it, um, to break it down simply, the New prime minister and the chancellor um, from England thought it was wise to simultaneously spend billions of pounds to subsidize energy while also cutting taxes for the rich. So uh, the Bank of England bailed out the bond market and vows to do whatever it takes to protect the pound from uh, completely imploding. Um, but the worst uh, may be yet to come. The UK is facing an energy shortage like the rest of Europe. And since international trade is done in the US, in, in the US dollar, the UK will have to sell large amounts of pounds to get the dollars it needs to get energy. And this will further suppress the pound. Um, and the UK is also still behind on inflation. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So a lot of this has to do with uh, money printing. And I thought this was an interesting quote. Um, I heard, uh, I was listening to Coin Bureau, a uh, guy on Coin Bureau, if you haven't heard him, you should also probably check him out. He brings good cryptocurrency content. content. Um, says the moment you give a country the ability to print money, they're doomed to fail. And that's uh, pretty much what a lot of current countries do uh, in order to pay off their debts.
You know, exactly. Um, you can check out my latest blog post. Um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm really bullish about leash. Um, but it's a uh, very interesting what's happening to these currencies, you know, and a good example of this is just imagine if you had, you were living in a neighborhood and your mom and dad were living next door to you and your best friend was living next door to you and all three houses caught on fire. And ask yourself, which house would you save first? That's basically what's going on right now. So, you know, we've been saying for a long, for the last, I guess, two months, there's a there's a war on the U.S. dollar. Where, well, since there's a war on the U.S. dollar, you know, you can expect some of these other currencies to go under. Um, it's we don't know what it's going to look like in 2024. What the euro or the pound is going to look like. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, a lot of companies in Europe are shutting down because of high energy costs. And speaking of the U.S. government bonds, Japan and China owes, owns both, most of those bonds. Japan's number one and China's number two. So as the dollar is strengthening, it's forcing countries to defend their own currency. Right. So the dollar is getting stronger. This is why you see the euro and the pound coming down. And um, Japan's foreign reserves fell by a record $54 billion in September. China's state banks are told to prepare to sell their dollars for the yuan. So most of these currencies of other countries are going down while the dollar is going up. And I think basically the allies have chosen that they're going to support the dollar and the hands have been shaken saying when there's not an attack on the dollar anymore, these currencies will come back. But if the dollar doesn't come back, you may say goodbye to, you know, the pound or the euro. So it's really interesting because what happened to um, the pound, the British government decided, decided to cut taxes. It's crazy because they cut taxes. Didn't they cut taxes? At the same time that they raise inflation rates? Did I get that right? So, I mean, inflation rates are rising. It's something that's just happening. Uh, everywhere the interest the rates, excuse me, interest rates, interest rates. Didn't they raise interest rates at the same time? That's a good question. I'm not, I'm not yeah, quite I sure. Think I definitely did. know that they lowered, they definitely lowered taxes on the rich. Right. So, and then they had to, basically, they had to save pensions outright. The Bank of England in the last two weeks, had to save pensions from outright collapse, just printing money to save pensions. Correct, yeah, they raise, they raise interest rates, that's right. Yeah. So they were raising it's, interest rates to battle inflation, and, but they're... Yeah, and cut taxes at the same time. There, it's, it's, possible that the, it's possible that some of our... <laughs> some of the maneuvers they can, they can use just won't work. But this, it's kind of scary, and um, we'll see... You know, that is that's why, you know, some people have always told you, you've heard it from, you know, your your grandma, grandpa's uh, age group, buy gold, buy silver, because if you have the ability to continue to print money, dangerous things can happen. UK companies are collapsing at a faster pace since the financial crisis of 2008. And we're this is it's really only September or excuse me, October. We haven't really hit the really winter months yet. So. And energy costs are, are getting more expensive. So we don't know. Is there going to be a bailout? 
they, it has to be. You could already see it if you look at the numbers. This has to be a bailout of some companies in UK and Euro. Just have to see which ones and how 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 big of an effect. This is crazy because it's it's happening right after COVID nineteen. As if the economy could handle this right now. I mean, the best time to invest in uh, in general is when the economy's down, right? Historically speaking, so I mean, we have a totally new asset class here in terms of not only Bitcoin, but which a lot of people don't even know about Bitcoin yet, which is uh, interesting in its own right. But we have a whole ecosystem of cryptocurrency that is uh, down, but that's ready to include the entire world and its system. Basically, if you have an internet connection, right? That's all you need is an internet connection, and you should be able to. A transaction this currency given given that your government uh somehow doesn't provide a complete ban on cryptocurrencies in its own right um but uh a lot of these uh, companies are gonna i mean you gotta think about okay actually what i really want to say is having a currency that is weaker or stronger actually makes a big difference in the bigger scheme of things um in terms of exports and imports if you have a weak currency then it's easier to uh I mean, people are going to your your products are more attractive, right? Because your, your currency is weak. They are able to buy it buy more of what they need. But if you have a strong currency, obviously, your exports look, don't look as great. And it goes opposite in terms of imports as well. If another company has a strong currency compared to yours, then you're not likely likely going to import uh, as many goods from them. So, I mean, um, this is why the U.S. dollar is way stronger than the uh, Chinese Chinese yuan. This is why we also do a lot of business with the uh, with the Chinese, because they, first of all, they produce a lot of good quality material, quality, uh, in quotation marks, quality. Um, but a lot of products that we can use uh, in the United States, actually around the entire globe, a lot of the supply chain is uh, uh, Chinese products or uh, materials and stuff like that. Um, but these, this is one reason why the Chinese want, they, uh, they want their currency not to be extremely strong, um, because that actually is a very good business model for them as a country. Um, and so, I mean, this is bad. What I want to say originally is bad for U.S. companies that have exposure to other currencies, because right now you have a dollar that is already dealing with inflation in its own right. But now when they do have businesses in other countries like in Europe, for example, in Africa and Asia or whatever, where currencies could be dropping, um, you're also making less money uh, with your products and services. So uh, this is uh, it's a it's a good time to stay uh, on. And stay open and uh, keep your ears open and eyes open to what's happening around you to see like what's going to happen next because uh, it's really really difficult to say at this moment where the next move is going to go um, obviously the US dollar is currently a safe haven but the US dollar also has its own issues in its own right and I'm not wishing for any currencies to fail or anything like that but this is why like you said Jordan a lot of people are looking at hedges like gold silver and uh and bitcoin slowly but surely because well bitcoin and gold well bitcoin has a fixed supply for sure but gold it's a very very uh finite supply let's say and there's not that much gold being mined or found uh relative to the demand um so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out we still have a little while uh, i think until we see the bottom of this market um, but I don't know what the next catalyst is going to be that's going to uh, that's going to make the biggest change. Can you go to what's the price of Bitcoin today? Let's find out. So I'm going to use a simple website. I'm going to use CoinMarketCap, even though there are other websites. Like, you know what? Actually, no, I'm going to use uh, Masari. So I'm going to use Masari. Masari is a website that you can also use to find out the prices of uh, 
cryptocurrency asset. So this is a pretty good uh, tool we could use here. It's called Masari. So the current price of uh, Bitcoin is 19485 Yeah, it's, it's a great time to buy, but it's also a great time to pay off debt. debt of, here in America, debt that affects your credit score, not just any old debt, because there's, there's certain things in life that I consider good debt that you don't have to rush to pay off. Sure, and that may be a topic for another time if people are interested in that. But basically, there are certain debts like uh, that consider bad debt and good debt. I mean, depending on your level of financial knowledge, you probably already know that. Um, but things like that are making you money. Um, I mean, it depends on your financial perspective, but things that make you money theoretically could be good debt. And things that are losing you money could theoretically be uh, bad debt. I mean, for a lot of people, a car loan could be bad debt, depending. I mean, if it can help you get back and forth to work and you can pay it off pretty quickly, it could be good debt. Um, some people even consider a house bad debt. I mean, you're living in it. It should be an asset that brings you money. Um, but a lot of other people think that a house is good debt because it is an asset in its own right that should hopefully go up in value. So that may be a topic for another time. But definitely, um, in general, I recommend uh, over time as quickly as not as quickly as possible, but sooner rather than later to pay off bad debt. Um, but also investing should theoretically be faster than a lot of the that 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 uh people pay down in general one of the, one of the things that i did read today um this week excuse me is that 94% of state and government sponsored pension funds are invested in bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies so it it's basically another statistic saying that Businesses are getting in on cryptocurrency. You know, there's a lot of people in the media saying not to get in it. And, you know, for example, I saw something where I think Kim Kardashian's getting sued or will have to pay 1.26 million. Yeah. Over SEC allegations that she broke U.S. rules by um, touting a crypto token. Now, this is just, you know, they're just attacking her. They're just they're just making you they're just trying to make you feel scared to buy cryptocurrency so they can buy more at these prices. That's all that I see right now. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you have to always be careful with the media um, in general. This is uh, something that I've had to learn in my own time. And also, uh, I mean, anyone listening to this has already learned or will learn is that you can't always take what the media says at face value, even though it seems all professional. Um, you have to think that the media gets paid and the way that they get paid is basically by viewership. So um, just because the media says one thing will happen or is likely to happen doesn't mean it always happens. Economists are wrong all the time. Uh, it's really kind of crazy how a lot of these economists still have their uh, have their jobs, but that's another story. Um, but basically there have been so many wrong predictions in history, even in science, you know, there have been so many wrong predictions about what Bitcoin would go to, you know, what uh, uh, what companies would do well. Amazon, for example, what, what Netflix would do. You know, there are so many wrong predictions that the media predict. Um, so it's like the media is a good place to start to find information. But you obviously have to take everything that you read with a grain of salt and try and come up with your own conclusion. And also what we say, you have to come up with a conclusion that is comfortable for you. 
that helps you um, come to your own conclusion, which is why we say this isn't financial advice. This is just our perspective. Um, and obviously, if you uh, learn how to make your own decisions and see your own, uh, come up with your own perspective, then you're you'll feel a lot more comfortable with the decisions that you make. So um, I'm going to move on to the next topic I have, which is uh, MasterCard. It launches a new uh, crypto fraud uh, protection tool. So this is kind of interesting, me working in the uh, cybersecurity space. There's a company called CypherTrace um, that MasterCard uh, works with. Um, basically, uh, CypherTrace is actually a part of um, MasterCard. So basically, MasterCard's new product allows banks to find and prevent fraud on crypto merchant platforms within its network. Um, so what it does is it uses AI to comb through blockchain transactions and it gives a risk rating to crypto merchants. So um, that's another thing. I mean, we always talk about, uh, I know we've spoken about it a bit, Jordan, about like uh, scaling. How do these projects scale? Like so transaction fees. Bitcoin is like what? I can't remember how many transactions it was, uh, but I mean, I know that it can only put so many transactions every 10 minutes, like one megabyte, I think, of data or something like or 100, 100 one or something like that. A certain amount of megabytes per, per block. Um, so the fact that we see big cryptocurrency companies, or uh, sorry, not cryptocurrency companies, we see big financial uh, companies like MasterCard and Visa getting into the crypto game, it can be seen as good because of, uh, you know, we see big players uh, getting into the space, but it could be seen, seen bad because centralized entities are starting to join. But I think at the end of the day, um, the more awareness that comes to crypto is uh, actually a positive. It just depends on what direction we see this industry going. Did you see uh, the Binance hack? Yeah, definitely. That was the next thing I was going to mention. So I actually do have a couple articles here about Binance. Um, you know, I'm not going to go too much into detail about this. I will, like I said, I'll put all these links uh, in the description if you want to read more. The good thing about Cointelegraph is they don't uh, write long uh, long articles. They write pretty uh, short articles that give you good information about um, what's happening in the crypto industry. And we're just kind of providing you our uh, the biggest stories. Um, but this kind of goes into details of what happened on the hack. So BNB chain team confirmed that $100 million plus was stolen as a result of an on-chain hack. So $7 million of which was frozen. Um, so then within the details, uh, slightly, a hacker made off with roughly 2 million tokens, BNB tokens, after exploiting a vulnerability in that network. Um, those tokens were thought to be at first $570 million, uh, targeted by an attacker late Thursday, but CZ basically states or thinks that only 100 million was actually stolen. And the BNB chain tweeted that several several million of those assets were indeed frozen so that they cannot be used. Um, I think the chain is since uh, back and running based on this article, right? BNB chain back online after suspension due to a cross-chain exploit. Um, so there was a brief network expansion, uh, suspension as a result of this cross-chain hack, but the BNB uh, chain activity is back, uh, back online. Um, so another hack. That's that's unfortunate. We are seeing uh, hacks in the cryptocurrency space, but it's a very young, um, a very young space. But apparently, no one's uh, no one's tokens were actually stolen at the end. Um, so uh, I'm sure we'll have more developments in the story as time goes on. I'm not sure if you have a, a, a enticing or interesting opinion on that front. Could you tell me? Could you tell us what Binance's price would be if it had? Bitcoin's market cap. Yeah, you'd have to give me a second to do that math. Um, if we go back to Masari, we can see BNB is. Hmm? 
no no problem just just let us know um it's it's very interesting what happened um based on what i read this person was able just to print print themselves and send themselves bnb that's why it wasn't actually someone's of someone else's bnb so from the chain it just created and sent it to his address and then he was able to move it um that's why it's simple and it's very easy to detect um, but it looked like it had something to do with the coding man even like this is huge if what i'm saying is correct we're telling we're talking about one of the biggest blockchains had a coding error in it so um it's it's gonna happen it's it's code but um you know there's nothing it's really nothing alarming as the as the months go on, it's going to be easier and easier to to find and follow people's addresses, no matter what blockchain. You know, obviously there's ways around that, but it, it's exciting to see. This needs to happen. To be honest, this needs to happen more so we can learn and move forward. What's what's the price? What what's the price of BNB? I'm, I'm trying to think if it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a it's a good buy right now. BNB is a good buy even right now. So the current price of BNB is 280 and has a market cap of 45.2 billion and uh Bitcoin's market cap or sorry 40 yeah 45.2 billion and Bitcoin has a market cap of 374 billion. So um as with my quick math I hope I'm correct here but uh basically if BNB were to have the same market cap as Bitcoin it would be $2320 which is roughly a 10x is it not from what it is now or a 9 Okay, it's around a nine or a ten or eleven. It's an eight. It's an eight point two. Eight point two. That's an easy. That's an easy solid. You're eighteen. If you're twenty three, that's easy, man. I'm not even worrying about it. I'm not sweating it like it's, you know, this coin I've never heard of. Any. This is obviously wow. Okay, that's easy. Thank you for that information. Of course. So I mean. Uh... The thing about BNB is BNB is a pretty interesting token because Jordan and I have been talking about BNB since 2017. And I believe it was like less than $5 at the time, which is insane. Um, but I mean, uh, BNB is ecosystem or Binance is ecosystem. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, especially since they have such a big uh, market or a large part of the cryptocurrency volume is driven through Binance. Um, so the fact that they have their own native token, just uh, it's very positive for them. If you see USD, USD coin is actually by a company called Circle, but they're closely tied with Coinbase, which uh, I see right here. They have a higher market cap than BNB, um, which is also pretty interesting. But the thing is, USDC is a stable coin um, that's competing heavily with Tether. Binance also has its own stable coin, which is number seven, um, which is also uh, US, which is also denoted to the US dollar. Um, but uh, these two coins, BNB and Binance USD, I don't see them going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Will they go up to the two thousand eight hundred uh, or two thousand three hundred price uh, within the next five ten years? Uh, I'm not the one who just uh, who's gonna say that. But if an eight X was in twenty years, I mean in ten years, sorry, I think that's still a pretty decent return. Um, but that that's that's yet that remains to be seen. So, uh, Jordan, do you have anything else to add before we wrap things up? DAG went to its main net. Uh, what's the price of DAG? Um, it's, um, I 
we need to decide when it's a good time to just have a whole discussion about DAG. That's why I'm holding back on it and not talking about it, you know, because I, I just want to speak about it once. But, you know, what's the price of the current price of DAG? I think it, it's increased since the last time we spoke. Um, there's another cryptocurrency out there that people should know about. It's called Jam and Jenny Co. Um, so we'll have to talk about those three cryptocurrencies, DAG, Jenny Co, and Jam. Um, I think they're going to be up and coming and in the next five years, someone will be talking to them just like people are talking about Doge or Shiba Inu right now. Well, I mean, I'm hearing about this Jenny uh, Co and uh, Jam for the first time as well. So, I mean, I, I do know about DAG. DAG is a pretty interesting project. I mentioned it. Uh, we mentioned it in, in some of our previous uh, episodes. Um, but DAG is currently uh, seven cents. Um, with a max supply of three billion, three point six, three point seven billion, let's say. Wow, yeah, but now is a perfect time to pay off all your bad debt. You know, based on the economy, these prices aren't going to go to the moon, as they would say in this industry. You still have time to get yourself, you know, get your affairs in order. Um, at some point, this is going to take off, and you can easily see ten to fifteen x on your investments. So yeah, the future is bright. Very exciting. Thank you for your time. Yeah, a lot of uh, good projects and a lot of money is made in bad economic times. So um, that was another episode of Business Bucks. Thanks for listening. Again, my name is Carlos McCreary. I've joined today by jo uh, with Jordan Smith. If you have any feedback or questions, you can reach us on our social media channel. Um, all of them, uh, we have like Instagram. We also have Twitter um, and YouTube. Um, you can also uh, email us at info at businessplugs.com, uh, business info at com. If you like this content, please make sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on to receive more content like this. Looking forward to it and see you next time.